0: Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Strictly Sports. Again, I'm your host, Stephen Strickland, and yesterday was something that should be considered a national holiday, especially in the college football world, National Signing Day. And let me tell you, it was it was a good one. All right, so we'll get a little bit of recap of how everybody finished um, yesterday after the after the early signing day, um, no surprise at the top, um, Alabama. Obviously, Nick Saban is going to do his job, do what he does, and he's going to recruit very well, and and that's what they did. So, you got Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Ohio State, Miami, and that is your top five. Six, LSU, Notre Dame, Oregon, Clemson, and Oklahoma. Eleven, Tennessee, 12, Florida, USC, Texas A&M, Penn State. At 16, rounding out the top 20 is Auburn, Michigan, Arkansas, TCU, and Utah. And that is the top 20 um, signing classes from this past National Signing Day. So, a couple surprises up here. Um, one is Oklahoma at 10. Um, you know, Britt Venables, one of his, uh, or really his first true recruiting class at Oklahoma, uh, finished at the top 10. Uh, that's, that's exciting to see. Uh, I think Coach Venables is an awesome coach, and I'm hoping he's going to do great things at Oklahoma. And this is one way to start it off um, with a top 10 signing class for sure. Uh, Tennessee falls out of the top 10. I think they've been in the top 10 for most of most of the um most of the whole recruit, most of the whole football season, and and all, and they they fall out of the top ten. So that was a little, little surprising there. Um, but Coach Napier at Florida, you know, pulling in a top fifteen class, and SEC is always big. Um, Coach Fisher at Texas A and M, man, they go all the way from the number one recruiting class last year, dropped down to number fifteen, and uh, you know that that's a that's a shocker. Uh, maybe didn't recruit as hard. I don't really know what the issue there was, um, but there's there's something to be said from when you go from the number one overall class to the number fourteen class. Um, but like I said, Bama number one, Georgia number two. You knew those two were going to are um, going to deal it out, and you know, to a slugfest all the way down to the end of the last recruit to so see who's going to take that number one spot and. We still got a day in, in February um, for signing day, so we got this early signing period. But as of right now, after yesterday, um, Batman 1, Georgia 2, and if I had to guess, it'll probably stay that way. So, that's just a little recap of the top 20 um, signing glasses. And for those of you who celebrated Flip Miss yesterday, it was a big day for you. So, like I said, my first podcast, I'm an Auburn fan, so... We'll go ahead and throw those two out there. Two big time flips that Auburn got yesterday. Um, Kildred Falk, defensive end from Highland Home, Alabama, uh, been committed to Florida State for a long time, and um, took a visit to Auburn this past weekend. This past week, and um, Coach Freeze and his his awesome staff. He's got um, got that one turned 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 around. You know, we are keeping another in state guy in state. So in my first my first episode, I talked about. Um, the that teams in the state need to win the state and keeping guys like Keldra Falk home, uh, is a big deal. Um, then you go to four star defensive back, Kayan Lee from Georgia. All right. Been committed to Ohio State since the summer. Coach Etheridge, Coach McGriff, um I'm sure all those all those guys down there were on this young man hard and uh they got him they got him to flip and uh, it's gonna be a big deal um, for Auburn. You know that adds some more depth to that defensive secondary. Um, you're losing a couple, a couple guys this year from that defense, but um, having guys like Kaden Lee, he's gonna step up and uh, bring some depth to this Auburn defense. So then you go to um, Oregon. Dan Lanning at Oregon. Um, he turned it on yesterday. He got a couple, couple flips. Um, Peyton Bowen from uh, five-star safety from Texas, been committed to Marcus Freeman in Notre Dame for a while, and um, yesterday flipped to Oregon. Um, Dalen Austin, a four-star DB, uh, was committed to LSU. Coach Landon got him to flip to Oregon, so big deal for Oregon there. Um, And then Coach Malzahn at UCF is doing what he does, always been a good recruiter. You know, had top 15 classes at Auburn. Recruiting has never been a question for Coach Milzon. So he gets a big in in state four star defensive end, Isaiah Nixon, to flip from part of the UCL. So big time recruiting by Coach Milzon and his staff there. Um and one of the biggest ones for Alabama, uh is Caden Proctor is a five star offensive tackle. He been committed to Iowa and Alabama and Coach sapin swoop in and Get him to flip the day before signing day, so that'll be a big addition to Coach Saban's team. Um, and then they also got two uh, two guys commit from Carver. I know that Auburn was pushing uh, hard for the them with Quay, Quay Russell and James Smith. Um, both those guys coming to Alabama yesterday, so big-time day for Coach Saban. And then you got um, Dante Moore, the five-star quarterback. They committed to Oregon for a long time. And then Bo Nix comes out, says he's returning for his fifth year, Um, so maybe that had a little bit to do with his decision. But he flips from Oregon to UCLA, so big, big pickup right there for um, Chip Kelly and in UCLA. So, uh, so those are the big flips Um, always and always on National Signing Day. You're gonna have some recruits and. that flip and wait till the last second to the side and you know um, I'm pretty sure the world of recruiting is hard these days, especially with NIL um, transfer portal you know all that stuff um, it's it's having a big effect on the college game. I mean you got the transfer portal every year, um, pretty much turns into college free agency and then you add in nil deals and money and then you you start when you start throwing the money factor out there it, it really is free agency so that that's changing the game in a big way and you better be able to produce some, make sure that you can show that hey you're going to get these nil deals you're going to get this amount of nil money and it's going to be How they get how they get people to come to them, Uh, and then once you get them, you got to recruit them every year, because obviously if they're not happy, they're gonna hop in the portal and they're gonna see who else will give them a chance to play. So you almost gotta recruit your guys every year, and I think that's what's that's turning the world of recruiting into something that when I was younger was very cool to see. Like I kept with recruiting a lot, and um, the times were different then. Uh, but now it's it's turned into a all twenty four seven. You're recruiting high school guys, JUCO guys, transfer guys, and you're also recruiting guys on your team. And I think that's what what's making college football tough, especially for coaches on the coaching side of it. Um, it's got to be exhausting um, trying to keep your guys there, um, trying to trying to rec- out recruit everybody else. And so, I mean. When you look at the top – you look at the top ten teams, man, all those coaches, uh, they're going to do – they do a real good job of recruiting. Um, For example, Mario Cristobal, he's recruited everywhere he's been. Uh, When he was an assistant at Alabama, always had – was a great recruiter at Alabama. So, he's obviously going to be good. Um, Ron Day at Ohio State, uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, he's bringing in a top top five class to Texas. I mean, uh, so – those guys are those guys are doing a great job at what they do, and uh, props to Brian Kelly coming from Notre Dame, his first real recruiting class, top ten recruiting class. Um, and if you look at the uh, you look at the top ten, man, you got you got three SEC teams in the top 10. Um, one ACC, two ACC teams, Big Twelve team. I know Texas is talking about going to. Texas, Oklahoma, they're both coming to the SEC top 10 classes. So really, if you want to count those two as future SEC teams, one, two, three, four, five teams in the top 10 are SEC teams. And once you get in the SEC, recruiting is just going to be harder. So, um, But like I said, with NIL and the transport portal, I mean, all of this stuff is just crazy. So props to props to all these coaches that can just keep going, getting after it and doing what they are doing and they're recruiting. Um and so we'll we'll look forward to um the second signing day in February and we will we'll see how these recruitings shake out. Uh these uh rankings shake out. So uh so I've talked about college football for the past two episodes. So Let's talk a little bit about the NFL, all right? I'm a football guy, I said that in my first podcast. Um, I'm a football guy, played it uh, in high school, played it in college, um, coach it now. So football, football is my main, my main topic. I know it's strictly sports, but we're, going to, uh, we're always gonna talk about football for sure. So we'll switch gears now from the college level to the NFL level. And so, season's winding down week 16 coming up uh looking at the playoff picture um the nfc um for some reason i've always been an nfc guy grow up watching the nfc Play every sunday on fox you know the afc was on cbs for some reason i just like listening to joe buck and troy aikman so i kept up with the nfc more so we'll start we'll start with the nfc and the way it's looking right now um the Eagles the Eagles have clinched the playoff spot, and they're trying to hang on to this number one seed they got right now. But, you know, it's going to be tough for them. If, if Jalen Hurts is really hurt, um, and is going to have to miss a couple, couple games. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out for the Eagles. But as of right now, they are holding down that number one seed in the NFC. Uh, Minnesota Vikings behind them, 49ers. Uh, with the third seed there, first in the NFC West, and then the Cowboys are second in the NFC East behind the Eagles. But there are three playoff spots available left, and you go: the Buccaneers, Giants, and Commanders are all in the hunt, and the Bucks could sneak in and be the fourth seed in the NFC, simply because the NFC South is that week of a conference this year or division this year um none of those teams are at 500 they're all below 500. none of them have obviously none of them have a winning season so far but the bucks got tom brady and i think that brady's gonna do what tom brady does they're gonna wind up in the playoffs and they'll they'll make some noise when they get into the playoffs because that's just that's just tom brady so um the giants they are looking at uh, sneaking in there, being third in the NFC East, eight and five record, um, and then the Commanders. Um, Coach Rivera, Ron Rivera, uh, one of my favorite coaches of all time. Uh, he wins everywhere he's at, and he's taking this Commanders team right now. Um, they're sitting at seven six fourth in the NFC East, but um, the Seahawks are are and the Lions are sitting right behind them, and. You know the Seahawks got the Chiefs coming up. That's gonna to be tougher than to win. The Lions have the Panthers. Um, so if they win this one, they can be sitting there at the the seventh seed and looking at a chance to get into playoffs. The the Lions and that'd be awesome for Dan Campbell and his team. Uh, um, it's fun to watch watch them watch Coach Campbell do what he does. And uh, you know he's he's a tough, hard-nosed guy, and he fits the city of Detroit and He's kind of turned that franchise around um from what it once from what it was in just 2 years. So, um I'm I'm honestly pulling for the Lions. Every time I see them on TV, I'm I'm pulling for them. So, hope they uh hope they win, make some noise and uh get to the playoffs for um Dan Campbell and those guys. Then you're going to go to the AFC. All right. Obviously, in the AFC the Bills and the Chiefs they're the, they're the to- two top dogs um in the AFC now. Uh when I was growing up it was always the Steelers, the Ravens and the and the Patriots. And it's been that way. it had been that way for a long time and then um these two young quarterbacks Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes come in and they start shaking things up and um, watching those two play quarterback is they're they're both special. Uh I remember going back to college, me and my um me and my roommate, uh, we would always debate on who was the best quarterback in the draft and I go ahead and throw this out there. I always said that Josh Allen was gonna be was gonna be a dude. So I'll take claim for that and um always been a been a big Josh Allen guy since he uh, was going into the draft. So both of those two teams, the Bills and the Chiefs and eleven and three, uh they got the bears bills have the bears chief have the seahawks so those two can could come down to the 1 and 2 matchup uh 1 and 2 seeds and then um joe burrow with the Bengals, um they're first in the afc north right now uh they'll they'll probably wind up clinching the playoffs i don't see anybody um beating them uh the ravens and the titans both of them sit uh, the Titans sit first in in their conference, the AFC South, you know, that's about like the NFC South, not a very, not a very tough division. Um, then the Titans are sitting at seven, seven and first. So the Titans are probably sneaking to playoffs winning that division. Um, Ravens chargers and then Mike McDaniel down in Miami, Florida with the dolphins. Um, they're sitting right on the edge right now they gotta they need to win their last two games to make sure they get in um without help from other teams so sitting at eight to six and you know they're pretty fun to watch this year when when two is healthy they're a really good football team and so it'd be fun to watch and see how this um this shakes out um it's a little early right now, but my super Bowl predictions I don't see anybody in the n f c the Vikings, um, at the 49ers, man, their defense, D'Amico Ryan's is a great defense coordinator. Um, their defense is fun to watch. Um, Brock Purdy, their third string quarterback, stepped in and done a really nice job for them with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance being out. Done a great job. And so, if I had to guess in the NFC, and I don't wanna guess, I wanna be right, but the Eagles, man, they got so much swagger about them. Um, from on their head coach, man, he's, he's fired up. He's ready to go all the time, and the Eagles kind of – the team kind of feeds off of that. And I think that the Eagles are going to be tough to stop. But if I had to guess, I think the Eagles are going to come out with it in the NFC. And then, you know, I won't – we'll probably see the Bills and the Chiefs again in the NFC, in the AFC championship game and you know, Michael Jordan always had to get past the Pistons to get where he was going. Josh Allen has got to get past Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think this is the year that he's gonna be able to do it. And so I'm gonna say the Bills and the Eagles for the Super Bowl in Arizona this year. I'll make my prediction who's gonna win that game when we get there, seeing how everything else shakes out. But I'm gonna go with the Bills and the Eagles. Um both those teams are fun to watch and they both get after it. really good defenses, really good quarterbacks. Um speaking of quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, man, the man is a winner. He has always always won. Uh, when he was at Bama, he was he was just a he was a dog. And that's the that's the best way to describe him he's a competitor and seeing him grow as a quarterback. Like he's always been a good quarterback, but his development in the NFL has been something awesome to see. And he's going to, he's going to take the Eagles um, a long way as long as he stays healthy and, uh, they can keep that group around them with AJ Brown and those receivers. Um, they can keep that group around with Jalen hurts, man. the Eagles will be, Eagles be really good in the NFC for a while. Um, so, I'm going with Bills and Eagles in the Super Bowl, and we'll see how that prediction shakes out. So then, with the NFL, obviously, we got to talk about the MVP race, all right, and I think there's just three guys, four guys, we'll go with four guys, in the MVP race this year, you All four, obviously, quarterbacks. I mean, MVP, Heisman races, those two have turned into a quarterback. Who's the best quarterback? We're being honest. All right. Um, So, Jalen Hurts, obviously. He's had a really good year. But him being hurt, if he's hurt and he's going to miss a couple games like they say he's going to, um, then I don't know if he'll be able to – um, pull off this MVP uh obviously Patrick Mahomes is the favorite um he's just a freak uh he's going to do what Patrick Mahomes does and it's just going to be him and he's going he's going to make plays and if you if you took him off the chiefs they'd still be a really good football team but I don't think they're sitting at 11 and 3 um Joe Burrow uh just a dude at quarterback uh, again, if you take him off the Bengals, I don't know if they're sitting at 10 and four, um, Josh Allen, you got to throw him in there too. Uh, he started out the year slow, but I think he's finally healthy. I know he had an elbow injury at the beginning of the year. It was kind of slowing him down, but I think that, I think that he's got a shot. If he plays well, um, here toward the end of the year to, to make some noise and, maybe have a chance at it. But I think Mahomes is probably going to run away with it. Um, He's a clear favorite, and he will be until he he ain't got it no more. And he's he's got it right now for sure. So that pretty much puts a wrap on the NFL and college football national signing day, early national signing day recount. And um, like I said, I'm going to post this on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you guys, give me your comments. Give me some, uh, give me some feedback. Let me know what you would like, want me to talk about. I know um, a couple of my guys, a couple of guys, have messaged me and um, asked me to talk about. I know one of them was NIL transfer portal, and uh, so I, I, I touched on that a little bit today. Um, but yeah, if there's any more football topics, you guys hit me up and um, let me know, and we'll. Uh, I'd love to talk about them. So now, we're going to go, we've gone college football, NFL, talked about the football world. Now we're going to talk about Major League Baseball. And this has not been an off season, personally, for me. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. So, just go ahead and throw this out there. Big Braves fan. Alright. and for the past two off seasons, the Braves have hurt my heart to say the least. Last year, we lose Freddie Freeman to free agency, and this year we lose the Georgia kid himself, Dansby Swanson, and that that was tough um, to see. Dansby, you know, he was he's number one overall pick from the Diamondbacks. We trade for him. And Braves get him, and he comes up through the farm system. You know, he struggles a couple couple of years, and then the year the Braves won the World Series, he has a really good year. And then just this year, he just exploded and had one of the best years of his career. Um, and I hate to see him go because, you know, he's important to – was important to his Braves organization, uh, important to the, the World Series run. And to see him go to the Cubs, another National League team that um, can be scary, uh, it's, it, it's not fun to see your guys leave. And so seeing him go like that is, is no fun, especially back-to-back years, losing Freddie. Um, I, I personally thought that Freddie was going to be the next Chipper Jones and ride right off to the sunset as an Atlanta Brave. And maybe one day that can happen. But, um, uh, right now he's in Los Angeles with the Dodgers doing what Freddie does and he's just being Freddie and getting hits, hitting home runs, playing first, you know, just everything that he did with Atlanta, he's doing now with the Dodgers. And that is tough to say, but I'm, I'm happy for Freddie and I hope I'm happy for Dansby too. I hope he goes off and does, does big things. Um, like I said, it was fun watching him grow up in the Braves farm system and become the ball player he is right now. So I've seen him go tough, but a lot of big free agent uh, deals this um this offseason and a lot of guys moving around. Uh, Braves, like I said, they lost um, Dansby to the Cubs, but they also lost their closer, Keenly Jansen. He's going to the Red Sox. Justin Turner um, obviously didn't have the year that he usually does for the Dodgers last year, but he's going to the Red Sox. Um, Big signings for the White Sox, Andrew Benatendi and Mike Clevenger. You know, Mike Clevenger went 7-7 with a sub-2 ERA last year. Like, that's impressive. Um, Probably wasn't getting all the run support he needed with San Diego last year, Um, but he winds up signing with the White Sox and Benatendi's a quality outfielder. Um, good bat, good left-handed bat and the White Sox line up. So it's going to be, uh, the White Sox, they're going to have a pretty good team, uh, coming up this year. Um, then you go to the Dodgers and the Dodgers, they're just, they just sign everybody like big, big names. It's what the Dodgers do. It's what they've, it's really what they've been doing since Dave Roberts has been there. And, um, you know, they go out and get Noah Syndergaard. Uh, resign Clayton Kershaw get JD Martinez so you you added another thunderbolt for an arm um <clears throat> excuse me uh and Noah Syndergaard resign Clayton Kershaw you know that's big Kershaw you know he's he's getting older but he's still Clayton Kershaw um and JD Martinez obviously that's a big bat in the lineup so, um, with the universal DH, so you can just DH J.D. Martinez and um, let him swing the stick and see what he does. Um, and then, let's go to the NL East, all right? The Braves, the people in the Inner East are just now loading up because they got to beat the Braves. The Braves won the division five, six years in a row. Um, Goals to beat the Braves now, so... Hats off to the Mets because they signed them a squad. Um, keep Edwin Diaz, got him coming back, coming out of the pen. Um, he's electric on the mound. Um, Justin Verlander, we all know Justin Verlander is—he's uh, going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Um, a very good pitcher. Another one that's getting older, but he's still a pitcher and he still knows how to pitch, and that's going to be tough for. Teams in the L.A. East and teams that hit against him still. Uh, then they go out and get a Japanese um, free agent, uh, Kodai Asinga. Uh, really good ball player in Japan. And he's probably going to be a very good um, in the majors too. Um, so they sign them. And then they go off yesterday and they sign Carlos Correa. And now they got a really good infield with um, Francisco Lindor and Carlos Correa on the same side of the infield. And not gonna lie, the Mets lineup is looking scary. And it's gonna be tough for the it's gonna be tough watching um uh, watching them play this year because they're gonna be really good. The Phillies go get Trey Turner to play shortstop. Um, another addition to that lineup. He can hit. Trey Turner can run. He's really good in the field. And that's just another addition to add to that lineup of Nick Castellanos and Bryce Harper and Alex Baum, if he has a good uh, season again, and Kyle Schwarber, just another weapon that the Phillies have. Um, and speaking of shortstop, Xander Bogarts goes from Boston to uh, San Diego. That'll be that'll be a uh, a good pickup for the Padres. Um, Bogarts is obviously really good in the field, really good at the plate. Um, just an overall overall all around great baseball player. So it's a big pickup for the Padres. Um, and it looks like the Cardinals have their replacement for um Yadier Molina. Uh, Wilson Contreras comes from the Cubs. Signs a five-year deal with the Cardinals. So, um, Yadier Merlino, one of the – I'll say it. He's one of the best defensive catchers of all time, um, if not the best. And um, the Cardinals had to replace him. And props to them. They go over to their division rival, the Cubs, and pick up their their catcher. So, um, big pickup for the Cardinals. And they'll be able to – maybe he can – they uh, grow a catcher in their farm system, and I mean Contreras is a good one to learn from. Swing the stick, uh, pretty good behind the plate. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how Contreras does with the Cardinals. Um, Jacob Degrom, good thing about um, the Mets is they let Degrom go. Um, didn't buy, didn't buy him. Didn't, keep, couldn't keep him away from the away from the Rangers. So Degrom leads the NL East and. Goes to the AL West, to the Texas Rangers. Um, that'll help their rotation. Obviously, DeGrom, when he steps on the mound, uh, defense behind them feels really confident. Really, all you need is about one or two runs to win with DeGrom on the mound. and um, If you can produce that at the plate, obviously, it's probably going to be a win. Um, and then the Yankees. Shout out to the Yankees for keeping their players there. Go out, sign Aaron Judge to a massive deal. Then on top of that, they promote him to captain. And we all know how big of a deal it is to put on those pinstripes and be labeled the captain. Now, I'm not saying he's going to wind up being the next great Derek Jeter and because um, Derek Jeter was something special. But and I'm not even a Yankees fan. Um I'll go ahead and throw that out there. Not a Yankees guy. But being a baseball fan and watching baseball, being labeled captain, wearing those pinstripes, is a massive deal. Um so I know New York fans are happy um to to get Judge keep Judge around probably till He's no longer a baseball player. Um, you know, Yankees, Yankees do a great job of doing that. Jorge Posada, Derek Jeter, they keep Yankees, Yankees. And that's what they do. And I'm kind of jealous of them because I wish the Braves would keep Braves Braves. Um, you know, they they had some in-season deals. And I think that um, they obviously they signed Michael Harris. Um uh, to To a pretty good contract, uh, Spencer Strider. Keep those guys around. Um, we locked locked up Ozzie Albie's um, two or three years ago with a seven year deal. Um, Acuna's got a ten year deal, and then Austin Riley, who was a dark horse to win the um, NL MVP, but I mean, obviously, um, didn't finish off the year. Uh, was hot in the hot in the middle, um, red hot in the middle. Um, then finish off um all that great but uh lock him up and you know they got a bunch of guys in the farm system that are going to be really good one day um let wilson uh not wilson um uh, wilson contreras his brother william, william william contreras let him go um traded him in a deal to get uh Sean murphy from the athletics and that's going to be a good addition um, behind the plate um, with Travis Darno and Murphy back there. It's going to be a two a good one two combo behind the plate for the Braves. Um, and then obviously when when Albie's was hurt last year, the, the Braves needed some depth, so they call up Vaughn Grissom, and he just has the time of his life in the major leagues. Um, he has a really good year, um, very productive. Um, at the plate, and you know, he he's gonna he's probably gonna be the starting shortstop next year. Um, was a shortstop in the farm, needed depth at second base, bring him up and uh, play some second base for the Braves when Albus was hurt. And Braves in the field coach Ron Washington said that he's gonna be good, and if if Wash says you're gonna be good, then you're probably gonna be good because Ron Washington is one of the well-respected. Um, infield coaches in all of baseball. So I think I think it's gonna work out good for the Braves. I think it um, like I said, I hate to see Dance we go and I hate to get on this rant, but um it's not fun watching those guys those guys leave and then especially when they go to another um national league team. That's that's not fun. So um uh, but yeah I'm excited spring training. Uh Couple months away, um, I'll be excited to see how um, some of these new lineups mesh together, um, how they how they look together. It's gonna be weird seeing Carlos Correa in, in the National League. Um, been in the American League for um, his career. Now he's over in 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 the NL East, so get to see a lot of Correa play this year. Um, Trey Turner get to see a lot of him. Uh, he was He's with the Nationals, um, so he's he's familiar with the NL East but the um it'll be a good year for baseball this year. I'm excited for it, um, like I said, I gotta wait two more months for spring training to run roll around. um I'm actually getting started up uh with our baseball team um here shortly so um baseball season's a it's a different speed from football season um there's a a lot more games, obviously, I don't have to wait until uh, Friday night to play one game a week. We're gonna have two or three games a week, so uh, I'm excited for that. Um, so, that's uh that's what we got looking forward to. Um, and that'll pretty much wrap up our show today. Uh, like I said, just wanted to do a little recap of National Signing Day, do a little talk about the NFL, switch some gears, talk some baseball. Um, who knows, maybe next time we'll talk a little basketball, college basketball season. Uh, about to start conference play, um, so that's always fun. Um, then you then you get into March Madness, and that'll be really fun. That'll be a really fun show when we start breaking down March Madness. Um, be on the lookout for some more guests coming on the show. We'll um, have a couple guests here and there, uh, some college coaches probably, um, some college players some some other people that uh do a different side of sports um but yeah we're just gonna have those guys on here talk some ball um that's what this show is all about, so I appreciate you guys tuning in um the link will be posted on I'll post this on Facebook get the link um post it on Twitter instagram you know shoot me some DMs, shoot me a comment uh and and we'll get a Give me something to discuss. We'll have a, a good little little discussion. So, um, like I said, I'm just gonna keep getting better at this. First one was probably a little little rough, hard to listen to. This one, I feel like I got a little better. So, that's always the goal: keep getting better. So, appreciate uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. This is strictly sports. We'll see you later.